Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Touchdown. Kentucky. Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, March 3rd, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning Nick Roush still in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. Roush, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I'd be doing a lot better um, if, it, if Scooter Dingus's Hoosiers had a little life to him. Couldn't even force overtime. You Try know we were going to get into Indiana. Let, let us get to the morning how-dos, all right? Justin, well, you know what? I'm, I'm how scoring. Are you? How are I'm you, scoring. Justin? Um... My internet's cutting in and out, so hopefully I sound okay. Uh, but I am not happy this morning. I feel like I've had RBF for about 10 hours straight now. Um, I'm a fan of an incompetent team for who, whatever reason, cannot beat Rutgers. We can't make the NCAA tournament. I'm I'm not happy. I thought that I thought you were all optimistic and everything was going to be fine. Yeah, about that. Well, we will talk about that game. We have to. It was absolutely wild and we'll have to talk about plenty of games in college basketball last night some of which directly and completely impact kentucky it was a wild night of basketball because that's march and that's what happens roush how's indianapolis how was your day yesterday uh i crashed and burned around 3 30 or so um the 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 internet when you pack like five hundred thousand people in a convention center wasn't working well so it did give me an excuse to go back to the hotel upload some videos 
from there and just sleep and, and get back to normal before writing some stuff. But no, it was good. It was good. Like, and I did a little podcast in late last night and uh, while watching some hoops, uh, had a nice. So, yeah, it was it was a good, good time. Well, good. Happy to hear it. What's on what's on tap today? Who's who's talking? What are you what are you interested in? Who are you interested in hearing from this afternoon? So yesterday it was receivers and quarterbacks. Uh, we spoke with Wandale, and uh, he, he had plenty of nice things to say about his time at Kentucky, talking about how Kentucky's style offense really helped him in meetings, understanding the concepts. And, you know, terminology is probably different from team to team, but you know, we we know what we're talking about when we go into the meeting room. So th- that that was good to hear. Today it's going to be uh, the offensive linemen, the big uglies. Uh, Darian Kennard at 8 a.m., Luke Fortner at 8.30, Dare Rosenthal. People forget Dare Rosenthal. He's up here at the Combine. So he's trying to uh, uh, get his name called uh, later on in the draft. So uh, a lot of big guys. And, and the funny thing is, TJ, is the quarterbacks usually steal the show, but most of the uh, – you don't call them lottery picks in the NFL, but like the, that high-end first-round talent, it's it's the offensive linemen. Uh, there's this big dude from Northern Iowa, Trevor Penning, who is fighting people at the Senior Bowl. Um, I'm interested to hear from him. He looks like a character. Uh, you got Neil from Alabama, uh, Charles Cross from Mississippi State. So a lot of big boys today are uh, going to be talking at the podium. So, And then uh, tonight is the, the night where Luck and I we, – we had some fun last night, but tonight's where we're burning down the town. So watch out, Indianapolis. We're coming for you. Burning. What does burning down the town mean for you all? What, what's what what's on tap? What's the plan? Going well, to St. Well, Elmo's? Well, no, no, no. Uh, the, come on, we gotta we gotta save our money for beers. Uh, Kilroy's is where we're starting. Scoots, getting some of those uh, cheesy breadsticks. Oh, hold on, time out. Didn't you say you were pumped to go to Indy to go to St. Elmo's, and now you're like, nah, we're saving our money. No, 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 no. no Weren't no, you all I, about that shrimp cocktail and how no. it was the best in the world? I mean, I talk about how popular it is and how, but like not. I mean, it's not the the reason I'm here. I, I, I'm much more interested in the breadsticks. Wow. I mean, I, I don't blame you, but I've never had that shrimp cocktail. But I I was just a misunderstanding on my part. I thought you were you were looking no, forward no, to that no, shrimp no, cocktail. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm more looking forward to the breadsticks and the beers. And I got a buddy in town. Uh, going to meet up with some other folks. So yeah, we're 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 getting after it tonight. Last night was a little more laid back. I did uh, I experimented with uh, live betting. Haven't done that much, and uh, went. Two for three. Mm. So uh, I think the only one I missed was UConn. UConn being down, I was like, oh, they'll come back from this. Creighton stinks. No, Creighton held on for the win. But uh, Auburn went to overtime, and uh, they they almost let that one get away from them. Uh, and then also had Arkansas. Once they, they got down by seven at the start of the second half, and it was like, ooh, now's the time to smash. Smash that button. They, they ended up. Coming away with the win, thanks to a very friendly whistle at Bud Walton. My goodness, very friendly whistle at Bud Walton. Well, they always get a friendly whistle at the pig pen. Uh, I I thought UConn was back. Am I am I mistaken? Well, um, it depends on which Torres account you're talking to. I, I don't I don't know. Um, they might be back on according to one Torres, maybe not the other Torres. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's that's strange. Could have sworn they were they were back. It was an insane. They will be night. back though in the future. Sure, they're 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 back. Teams that storm the court after wins—that's the definition of being back. Look, I you did it back in 2012. They're totally and completely back a decade back. later. 
Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about some of the basketball games from last evening. It was, gosh, there was a point in time at, last night that it just could not have been looking better for Kentucky. IU loses, which was hilarious. Mississippi State had Auburn dead to rights, and same with LSU at Arkansas, which would have been like the dream scenario for UK. And I didn't even want to tweet it out. I didn't want to jinx anything. I just was enjoying the games as other people were. But at, if Auburn had lost and Kentucky wins Saturday, boom, share of the SEC, just like that. So had Mississippi State been able to hold on, if Molinar hadn't taken – Till Christmas to walk the ball up past half court. If Mississippi State could have just gotten <laughs> one defensive rebound instead of giving mm. a thousand chances to Auburn, they would have won the game. Instead, Auburn's able to tie it up, goes to overtime, and obviously Mississippi State didn't have the horses to keep up in the extra period. But oh goodness gracious, Mississippi State blew that game. We're really surprised to see that arena so empty for. Mississippi State, a bubble team hosting a top five team in the country in March, uh, but there was hardly anybody at that game. But Auburn holds on to win, so Kentucky, unfortunately, no share of the SEC unless Auburn lost, I think, at home to South Carolina on Saturday. That ain't happening, zero chance of that. So that's a little bit of a bummer. Kentucky had a chance to get a share of the SEC. It wouldn't have really meant anything for resume or selection committee per se, Um but it would have been nice, and then I feel yeah. like Kentucky deserved it with everything that has happened this year and the schedule and how that's worked out. So that didn't happen, and then Arkansas looked like that they were certainly going to lose to LSU, uh, the most friendly whistle maybe in all of college basketball, Arkansas at home. They're able to – another just absolutely wild game. A late shot goes in. They win. Everybody goes bonkers. And with the Arkansas win against LSU, that does lock Kentucky into either the three or the four seed. Not Will not be the one or two seed in Tampa. They will be the three or the four, depending on what they do down in Gainesville on Saturday. If they win, if Kentucky beats Florida like they should, Kentucky will be playing in the SEC tournament at around 8.30 on Friday night. Not this Friday, but obviously the Friday after that down in Tampa. If they lose to Florida, they'll be playing around 2.30 Friday afternoon as the four seed down in Tampa. So it all comes down to what they do against Florida. Oh, if you're Kentucky, when you go down to Gainesville Saturday, are you just like, you know what? Why don't we just hang out down here for a week? Gainesville, not too far from Tampa. We can, mm. yeah, you know, you, yeah, but they won't because they get private flights everywhere and they'll be home by like 5 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, but if I was a player, I'd be like, you think we can just hang out down here? You know, like it's, isn't it around spring break that time anyways? Yeah, that, that was, um, I think Florida students, they're going to have to come back early from spring break if they want to be at this game. I think that's the case. Either they, they have to come back early or if they, they have to wait to go, but this is right around Florida spring break as well. I've seen a few tweets and there's somebody on a message board that was talking about it saying Tampa is the worst city in Florida and that there's not enough to do in Tampa for a week. I find that incredibly hard well, to believe. I think Mike, who uh, texts into the show on the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450, I think he lives in Tampa because um, he, he would send in all of their champion, what were they calling themselves, Title Town oh, after gosh. the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, but – yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think the, the 
many places in Florida than Tampa. Jacksonville for first. Like, well, I just think even if Tampa and I haven't been to Tampa since 1999, so uh, I was eight. My memory of Tampa. It, so basically, I haven't been to Tampa. Um, driven through it a couple of times, but like I would think at minimum. One, good food. You're on the coast. If Tampa's not a good food city, then time to sell the town. Secondly, you're on water, so at least you should have like pretty views. That's got to count for something. Uh, yeah. A place can be boring as all get out, but if you're looking at something cool, makes it significantly better. We can all agree to that. Three, golf. I mean, it's got to be anywhere in Florida. It's got to have pretty impressive golf. I imagine Tampa has to have some great golf. Those three things alone. I think you could find a way to spend a week in Tampa. Don't forget so, about the Hard Rock. The Hard Rock Cafe? Yeah. Casino. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The casino. cafe or the casino? Casino. Or Bofa. Bofa. Okay, Bofa. so you throw in a casino, they're four. Like boom. I, I don't, full day. Yeah. And so I, I think you could do plenty in Tampa. I I'd like to tell myself that I would be going if not for the the Vegas trip next week, but I don't know if that's true or not. The only reason, Roush, is because when when is it going to be in Tampa again? It could be a decade, could be two decades, could be never. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're really comfortable in Nashville, and they'll probably throw it to another city here and there every so often. Well, we don't really know what they'll do over the next stretch, but I think it's like pretty much signed up through Nashville through like twenty thirty or even maybe. Yeah, yeah. Man. It's for the foreseeable future. Um, oh. That's for sure. I hope there's going to be a lot of blue there. I, I did hear some UK fans, and this was a good point. Like, if there, you, you could say this a lot of seasons, but like, if there was ever a year UK really did need a home court advantage in the SEC tournament, it'd be this year. Well, every year, Kentucky could benefit from it. This year, sure. Uh, it seems like it's a four team race in the SEC Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Kentucky. Yeah, it'd be great, but I, I, I'm still expecting there to be more blue than anything else down in Tampa, Roush. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, blue gets in everywhere. Um, I, I did want to go back, though, to a couple couple college basketball takes. One, when was the last time you even saw a 10-second call in a game, let alone in a two-point game when you're trying to upset a top-five team as a bubble team like that? Yeah, but you got to right call. The, yeah, yeah you, got, you have to call it just because the clock makes you look so stupid if you don't. And, like, it was very clear that it was 20 on the shot clock, which means 10 seconds had rolled off, and mm-hmm. Molinar was still about a step and a half behind the <laughs> midcourt logo. Like, what it was, it was horrible. And it was a little bad luck just because the rebound came in like the furthest spot on the court, and then they, you know, passed it around and they were dilly dallying a little bit. So it was a little bit of bad luck that went into that, but have a little bit of self awareness to realize, right. like, hey, we're milking this bad boy out. Let's just get it past half court and then we milk it out. Oh man, it was so silly. Um, <laughs> wow, I, the silliest of the silly. Well, go on. Uh, it, well, and the other silly, Jalen Williams. I I love the fact that he 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 thinks officials will fall for it every time until they don't. He took three charges, and one of which was just a crime against humanity. I mean, even Jimmy Dykes, who when he calls out refs for being bad, he like has to put on kitty gloves and like gingerly get to it like 30 seconds later. The play's, you know, far from gone before he usually criticizes and he's like, oh wow, that was bad. <laughs> he just flat out said it like immediately. It was terrible until they finally got him and he fouled out. He tried to take a charge with four fouls, fouled out with like six minutes left and almost cost Arkansas the game, if not for for some big plays from Note uh down the stretch. 
God, and some of those, and he got a couple charge calls for him. You know, that he, he should have been fouled out probably even earlier than that, but got a major problem in college basketball with this stuff. I, I've been screaming it for almost like it seems like a decade with charges and that's not a good that's not a good play. Hey Justin, I know you're upset. We're going to talk about it here in just a second. But I want to cheer you up first. At least IU scored more than 36 points. That's true. That's true. Did you see that Iowa State game, Roush, or did you see at least the score? No, I did not see that. They only I, I scored 36 points. It's There's, funny, TJ, because I could have named the team before you even brought it up. Like oh, Iowa they, State, they're notorious for scoring in the 30s. They, they, well, have they? I know they've laid some stinkers this year. I don't know if 36. I think that's a new low for them. But maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about it. 36 points in a college basketball game. Their senior night, they lose 53 to 36. I, oh I feel like. God. 98% of my intramural basketball games as a high schooler in college, the the losing team had well over 36 points. Well over 36 points. That is absolutely wild that, and I don't know much about Iowa State basketball. I know they started the year with a really, really, really easy out-of-conference schedule and won a ton of out-of-conference games, even maybe got ranked. And then once Big 12 play started, they've just been absolutely pummeled. Worst team in the league. But you are paying for people to have free college, something that 99% of the population over the world would abs- would love to have. It would be such a good opportunity. You're paying for these people to play a sport for free college, and they can't even break 40 in 40 minutes of basketball? That's pathetic. I don't know who Iowa State's coach is. I think they recently got somebody because I think they moved on from prom. Yeah, Whoever they fired they- him. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I remember where uh, – Gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Fire this guy. I I, I wouldn't care. I would have seen enough to say we're we've scored thirty six points in a basketball game earlier this season. Uh, I think that they had scored in the forties, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's maybe happened a couple times. So yeah, you gotta you gotta move on. That's it. TJ Otzelberger. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where did he mm-hmm. come from? Sounds super familiar. Um, I know it, but. Um, I'm efforting. It's loading. Four uh, points against TCU. Forty. UNLV was his last stop. That's right. Okay, thank you. I probably wouldn't have gotten that, but sure, checks out. Uh, Forty-one points against I or against Texas, which is not good. Um, yeah, I mean, they're that, that's Man. that's horrible. Thirty-six like points in a basketball game. A point a minute. Couldn't even get to that. <laughs> they so shot twenty-eight percent from the field. Man, that is, that is truly what Luckett's chuckling at the point per minute stat, too. Well, they didn't get there, Luckett. They didn't get there. You tell Luckett <laughs> to pop in some headphones and join us. All right, Justin, we got to talk about it, though. Mm. Wild finish. And Roush, it's a good thing I wasn't on the other side of the Ohio River because I would have been hammering IU money line, IU money line, IU money line. I was telling Hannah while that game was going on, I was like, this is this is a game IU wins. With this being at home, this is a game that IU wins. And I felt pretty much validated throughout the final three minutes. Like IU looked like they weren't gonna win. Oh, here they go. Looks like they weren't gonna win. Here they go. And then the the this final sequence. I mean one of the wilder plays that I have witnessed while watching watching basketball on television. 
just because if anything changes, if like one little small thing changes, the whole outcome of this game changes. And maybe not even for the better for IU. They ended up losing, so it wouldn't have mattered. But that play, Justin, where Rutgers throws it the length of the court, you just have to hold on to the ball. IU's going to foul you. You throw it the length of the court, way too much meat, a little too much mustard on that corn dog. Hits off an official that keeps it from going out of bounds. So the ball hits the official, just stops, allows a Rutgers player to track it down. He gets it in a tough spot in the corner. IU still has to foul, but they're kind of just going for a steal at first. And the foul happens. And the Rutgers guy inexplicably kind of like throws a punch, throws like an elbow. It was uh, probably even a little bit more than the Jawan Howard face smush thing. Oh, definitely it, was. Definitely. Yeah. It was like and an open-handed slap. Now, they and they go and review this because, of course, they do. and You know it's going to take forever, and it did. And they come out and they say, all right, that's a flagrant two. Rutgers, dude, you're out of here, you idiot. I, I think a technical probably should have gone on the Indiana player just because he did start it like he – he initiated the contact and he was the aggressor. And then the Rutgers player just took it way entirely too far, but they don't, they just give the, they do the foul that the IU player committed on the Rutgers. So the Rutgers player gets to shoot two free throws. Well, another player, cause that one was kicked out of the game. And then IU gets two technical free throws and the ball. And I just would have told you exactly how that sequence would have gone. IU makes the free throws. They get the ball. They hit a big shot, and just like that, Justin, we're tied. I wish I could have seen how you were reacting once IU tied the game. Oh, I threw a big old Tiger Woods fist pump. I'll tell you that right now. But in terms of that play, though, so I was really upset about that last night, the whole ball hitting the official thing. Indiana was down three at the time. At the end of the day, and the more I've thought about it, that really did not matter in the game at all because once the free throw situation and the technical was all sorted out, Indiana still had the basketball down three. So it was it was the same situation, essentially, just a lot more time taken off the clock. So I'm not really upset about that sh- or about that play. But my gosh, Hoosiers, my gosh. Why is playing at Assembly Hall all of a sudden like playing on the road now? I, I just don't understand. And the funny thing is, though, like that situation, the way it all panned out, it was almost like that's probably the only way I use getting back in the game is getting yeah. that technical, getting the free throws, getting the ball back. And they took they took advantage of it. Oh, the Lucy saying goodbye to me this morning. Such a cute baby. Hello, oh. Lucy. Hello. <laughs> makes, um, makes the makes these stares that i don't know if she's happy with me or not happy with me but i'll i'll roll with it all the same always great seeing the baby in the morning but like it was you know if that ball just goes out of bounds one then boom it's just i use ball what happens there who who knows gotta hit um, the three again yeah i mean the they Rutgers, needed to hit that three regardless yes um, if the Rutgers but, player doesn't fight then, you know, they just shoot the free throws. We probably don't have the dramatic conclusion. Instead, it works out the way that it does. And IU hits a big shot, and Rutgers comes right back down. I love the little bow that he gave to the crowd after he he hit the shot. But what a wild game. The uh, I'm not going to lie, though, Justin. I was sitting there watching it, and as Harper was dribbling it down the floor, I was like, oh, he's going to rip their hearts out. That's exactly what happened. Before so nice call, Ralph. The separation. I'm, I, you, you could just feel it coming, and I, I apologize for that. I spoke it into existence.
yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did, who I who I pissed off. But it seems like since I made the whole Indiana makes the tournament, I'll bet my life on it. This team has just completely fallen apart. And it's it's so disgusting to watch. I, I truly don't know how I continue to watch Indiana basketball. I just don't well, they almost all bracketologists, Justin, have moved the Hoosiers out of the field. Obviously, yeah. I mean, they they have to win at least two in the Big Ten tournament, arguably three, which is, <laughs> just, is not going to happen. I don't think they need three. But what I would like, Justin, if you wouldn't mind, can you find? I don't know. If, well, I don't know. Like all the fan websites, you could probably find one. I, I wish I could see a projected Big Ten tournament bracket. Like, what's IU's road looking like in the Big Ten tournament? And let's just yeah. assume they're going to lose to Purdue. So you, you can even look at like tonight's games and the weekend games and project, you know, you could probably figure it out. But I wonder who it's looking like they're going to play. Cause, you know, the Big Ten, obviously pretty good. You could get like an Iowa in the first round or their first game, I should say. It wouldn't be technically the first round. But uh, let me, if you can find out who their project, what their projected Big Ten road looks like. I do think they probably, I mean, they undoubtedly have to win one, probably have to win two because the first game may be against some crappy team. Yeah. Uh, you, you're, I think you, I think you undoubtedly do need to win two in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, just to be safe, sure, three wouldn't hurt. But the thing that killed you the most was that, like, Rutgers was on the wrong side of the bubble last night. IU barely on the right side. So every bracketologist is just going to be like, okay, well, Rutgers won on their home court. We'll just flip these bad boys. And so now IU behind the eight ball. Speaking, can we talk about that a little bit? So Indiana, number 43 in the net rankings going into last night. Rutgers, number 81. Indiana loses to Rutgers. It's a quad three loss. Rutgers beats Indiana. It's a quad one win. How in the hell is a win against Indiana? I don't even care where if it's in Assembly Hall or not. How is a win against Indiana a quad one win? Can you explain that to me? Yeah, so many people don't understand the quad systems, and I get it. It's like new. It's relatively new, but now it's been like four years. People got to start to understand it, it a little bit better. And, and to Justin's point, just the logic of like it can be a quad one win, but also a quad three loss. Like that doesn't, doesn't make seem sense. fair. Yeah, so it's a, you know, I say everybody should know, but I may get some of the numbers wrong here. Justin, if you play at home, if the team that you're playing's net ranking is in the top 25, it's a quad one win. Um, if you're playing on the road, a true road game, if the team you're playing's net is in the top 75, it's a quad one win. So it's adjusted for where the game's at. I got you. So winning on the road at IU, undoubtedly is going to be a quad one win because I use in the top 75 in the net. Gotcha. All right. I follow along now. It, and, it's still, it's still stupid to me though. Now the, the thing that I'm getting more used to Roush is like, what, what's it called? Like the super quad wins. Oh, we have super quads now. I thought that was just the guys are really good at squats. I, I forget who uses it, but it's a metric where it's like, it, if you, it like takes into consideration that like a road win could be one through 75. But if you beat like a team on the road in the top 25, it's like a super quad or something like that. I uh, forget the terminology for it, but, and then there's kind of there, shouldn't there be like a little, a quad one win. If you like Kentucky, I think beating Vanderbilt has since moved up to a quad one win in Nashville. Shouldn't that be a little, or shouldn't that be viewed maybe a little differently than when Kentucky pummeled Kansas and Lawrence, but technically both quad one wins. 
Um, <laughs> now your net, your net, and all the statistics seem to indicate they'll take all that stuff. In. It's not just as simple as like quad one into the record books, quad one into the record books. It takes into consideration the nets of the teams that you're beating and whatnot. We've talked about the net this week, and it seems like everybody's starting to come around to like this thing weighs margin of victory way too much opposed to quality of victory. Uh, and thus, you get teams like Gonzaga and Houston that are atop of the net ranking. I'm sure they will tweak that. I would think they would tweak that this offseason. But it is what it is heading into this year. It's actually not terrible news for Kentucky because these cats had pummeled a lot of teams themselves. They're ranked very highly into the net. They've got a big game against Florida on Saturday. We'll probably spend more of tomorrow previewing that. But we do have a lot of text on the Thornton's text line. We still need to keep talking about last night's basketball games. It was a lot of fun. We'll need to talk a little bit more football as well. Uh, Roush and, and Luckett have had some great stories worth talking about, and we didn't get to talk too as much about the coaches yesterday as maybe we would have liked. So it's going to be a jam-packed KRC. We don't want you going anywhere. Hang around. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14. Had beautiful weather this week. I think it's going to be a little cooler today, but still nice, all things considered. Roll down the windows on the way to the office and then pull on over into a Thornton's, get out of the car, go inside the store, and get yourself a delicious breakfast. Donuts. They've got burritos. They've got breakfast sandwiches, breakfast croissant sandwiches that Justin loves. They've got delicious hot coffee. Check out Thornton's today. Get yourself a little extra something and maybe get your coworkers some donuts. Or what if you brought in your coworkers fresh fruit? I personally wouldn't mind if a coworker. I'd be so pissed. I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, I'll grab a banana or apple, assuming they look good. And they will at Thornton's. I can promise you that. That'd be insult to injury for me a day after the Indiana game. If I went to work today and they brought fruit, I would be so furious. <laughs> I, need, I, need a, I need a big old chocolate cake, ice cream cake, something. Big old what's milkshake. Your, what's your favorite fruit, Justin? Oh, um, probably orange. Man, Trevor's wildest take ever is that real watermelon's bad because – He said that? Well, because the first time he had it, he had had fake watermelon first. So he had thought it was going to taste like the fake watermelon. You, I don't know, like the, like the bubblicious watermelon. He thought that that's what watermelon tastes like. And oh he was gosh. let down when he had a real one. It's, it's. I mean, just no way. Sure guilty. Yeah. yeah. I This must have slipped my brain. So he was, he was so expecting artificial watermelon flavor that when he actually ate a watermelon, it was a letdown. <laughs> yeah, it was a complete and utter letdown. I'm, this might have been one of those days where you were off, and it was just the uh, the the Roush and Kelsey show. But yeah, I, it it God, my brain. It, it took me a while to just comprehend the 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 line of thinking there. Astounding. 
See, knowing Trevor, he he's 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 missing a couple teeth. So he the the texture of food that he likes, he doesn't like having to like rip and tear meat off the bone. He he won't eat chicken wings. He'll talk about that. Uh, he'll get like boneless, or you know he'll like cut up wings, which is super embarrassing. But I do understand it's it's more difficult for him. Uh, he just likes kind of softer food. You would think the texture of watermelon would be like amazing for him. Like just put watermelon in his mouth and just allow him to like mush it around and then and then swallow it. Plus, I don't think Trevor probably drinks a lot of water. That would be huge for him because of the amount of water in watermelon. Mm -hmm. We get need to hydrated. get him. We really should get him on watermelon. Yeah, I, th I would think that of all things, you're right. He would be all about it. But nope, especially in the summer. Like there's nothing better hot day in the summer than just ah. Uh, Good old slice of watermelon, especially if you're outside too, and you get the seeds and you get the fun of spitting them out. You, you feel like it's, just, it's fun. It's a fun little treat. And you can grease up the watermelon and throw it in the bottom of the above ground pool. How have I heard that reference twice in two days? And I've never heard it before in my life. <laughs> You've never seen like a watermelon greased up and thrown in a pool and you have to like try to get it. It's all slippery and stuff. I, I guess that I, I, you know, I wasn't around for those thin above ground pool parties. We, I, I don't know if we did a watermelon, but I've done, I've done, but I forget what the object would have been if it wasn't a watermelon, but I've, I've done that where you throw something slippery into the water and people have to try to get it. And it's a real hoot nanny. A lot of fun. Um, I'm going to have to do it now. If only, if only somebody's brother still lived in a house with a pool and wasn't selfish. Oh, his, his, my sister-in-law, his wife, I posted like a memory of like us in the pool, or I think for my godson's birthday, and she she had the audacity oh, to comment and be like, "I miss that pool." And I was like, "Don't get me started! Don't get me started! <laughs> we don't have it. We don't. Even, I don't even want to hear it." Uh, and they were they were contemplating building a pool, but turns out I don't know if anybody knows this or not. Building a pool is expensive. What? No, I had no yeah. idea. Uh huh. It is. It actually is expensive. So, yes, I do. I don't even don't you don't get me started, Roush, because I also wish they still had that pool. Uh, what would your so is watermelon your favorite fruit? If you had to pick, Roush, uh, I'm a big pineapple fan. Um, Ooh, that's a good call. Yeah, I, I don't discriminate, but I think I think I'd probably. Ooh, and one that's very underrated. Um, is but it's it's hard i'm not i'm not good at timing out the ripeness peaches very good very good fruit oh this cute little girl in the neighborhood yesterday we were obviously went on a walk you had to it was so nice out she stopped us and uh asked what our baby's name was and we told her and she said oh i like that name i want to get a gerbil and name it uh peaches because it'll be the color orange like peaches and i said that's a, said, that's a great name then you know i could have well, I, I didn't want to get into the semantics of, of gerbil colors, but very, very cute. Um, <laughs> I'm not a huge peach or pineapple guy. I'd go grapes, I think. You get mm, good those grapes. Are good. Uh, I could just pluck those you, bad boys for years. Just you got to cut them up. Yeah, it, it's, I'm, I'm also like, I've reached the point now uh, to TJ where my son, like the things that we tell him now, it's just immediate callback. So like, um whenever we get grapes what do we do we cut them up and, and uh the other thing is is the rules for playing with play-doh don't eat it don't lick it don't bite it and when he's playing play-doh he just says that just non-stop while he's 
holding it closer and closer to his mouth, almost eating it, licking it, and biting it at the same time. <laughs> Reminds me of like you know, like a convict who has to like tell himself to restrain himself from doing bad things. Like, good, as long as it, you know, as long as it keeps the play-doh out of his mouth. Uh, I think that's that's what it's all about. So uh, here we are, Thornton's breakfast. It's got us into a fruit discussion, which is always fun and uh enjoyable and now i actually do forget where i wanted to start this segment but i did have the place we were going to go with all this as you all know i'm a big grape guy as well just not in fruit form wine grape drink gotcha oh oh yeah yeah i like i like uh, i mean i like wine too um like a good (laughs) strawberry too oh man uh there was a funny moment at dinner last night where we asked we were at like um kind of like an irish pub Said, yeah, you got any drink specials tonight? Uh, yeah, we've got half price bottle of wine, and like, and I both at, like at the same time just went, oh. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you not like wine? No, but I, I mean, I just I, it's fine. But I don't, I don't think yeah. I've ever had wine out, like unless I'm at like a nice restaurant or like a wedding or something. Um, then I'll get a glass. But like for the most part, it's if I'm drinking wine, it's watching TV at home or something like that. For some stupid reason, I drank wine at my wedding until like the final hour, and I switched over to beer. But, um, Ooh, but you were yeah, very good wine out time to time. But it's it's probably it's probably been a while. Did you did you give up anything for Lent, Roush? Uh, I'm doing the the opposite. Instead of giving up something, I'm doing something. I'm just I'm just gonna go to church. I'm be a church game. That's good. That's a great one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's that's one thing I think. Well, you know, you can do whatever you want, but I think uh, giving doing something instead of giving up can be just as beneficial and also as challenging as it should be in Lent in terms of just trying to uh, to better yourself, keep things in perspective. I'm giving up fried food. Oh, wow. See, th- that's one like because Brooke was pushing me to give up beer, but it's like when I go to fish fry. I want to eat fried fish and drink beer. Like, doesn't have to be a lot, but I need like three beers and a delicious fried fish sandwich. Uh, I think you can get away with it, TJ. Like, I mean, obviously, I know you can um, because like a baked fish at one of those is pretty good, but I still like it just, it doesn't hit the same as a fried fish sandwich with onion rings. Baked fish is actually, I mean, baked fish is really good. Yeah. Like, the, but 98% of people are, going to pass up baked fish because just the breading is so delicious of a fried fish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, the wife, I felt like she's almost like talking me out from joining the service when I told her that I was giving up fried food. Cause she know it, she knows it impacts her a little bit too. Like, you know, <laughs> right. Right. What we order, if we do like a DoorDash and some of that sort of stuff. And she brought up that point. She was like, Friday, what are you going to eat on Fridays? Like we get fried fish all the time. What are you going to have? And I was like, well, I just won't be able to, I won't be able to do it, I suppose. But um, while the not drinking for two months was great, the diet wasn't great. So hopefully this can kind of kickstart a healthier diet because probably eating too much fried food. So yeah, you're, you're, I, do, I do appreciate that. In one week, you're like, all right, I'm going to start drinking again, but I'm going to quit eating fried food. <laughs> I have to like do, I mean, it's to like to kind of stick to it. I have to like make these kind of proclamations. To, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I'm going to do something and then not do it. Uh, eating in Vegas, no fried food could be potentially yeah. tough. Sometimes, especially late at night, some French fries. 
uh-huh. to just soak up some of that alcohol. Yeah. Sometimes when you're partying and drinking, it's kind of just like you eat what you can eat when you can eat it. And a lot of times that's just like a fast fried food chicken finger or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll, figure, we'll figure that out. We will figure that out. Text into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Plenty of texts from yesterday, even a, uh, several coming in as the show goes on today. What do, uh, where do you want to go, Rush? I got to pull, um, pull up my notes of things that I had. I don't know. It felt like there was a lot of things, but not like groundbreaking. We need sure. to talk about this kind of things, you know? All right. I've got a few. All right. Here. I got my notes, my notes pulled up. You're right. Like none of these are just like, absolutely. Sports talk radio. Got to have this discussion today. What do you think about Maryland? Supposedly all in on Rick Pitino. I think it was a radio report, so it's kind of worth keeping oh, in mind. Yeah. But, uh, we don't. Is, people on radio don't know what they're talking about. They never know what they're talking about. If you hear somebody on radio and they try to tell you that they know this or they know that, they're full of hot air and they're total dinguses on top of it. So just keep that in mind. That goes for any and everybody on radio. But let's just play pretend here and say there's some validity to this radio report. What do you think of it? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Does it make you happy for Rick? Does it make you what, – what, what, what would your thoughts be if Rick you know, joined Maryland? I wish he would go to the ACC. I want him to beat Louisville consistently. Just, like, rub it in their face. And – because, like, I think Rick Pitino is going to be good wherever he's coaching. He's going to take that team to the NCAA tournament. I think it would be smart on Maryland's part. Um, you get, like, five – you know, probably six years – uh, before he's at the door. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, it would be a good choice, but I don't – is that is that the job that, like, Patino wants to move from his kind of cushy Iona gig? I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm wondering what the – it feels like that Miami job when Larinaga retires is the, the ideal spot because then he can beat up on Louisville. He can live in Miami – um, and, and there's low expectations there. Maryland, a little bit higher expectations. They've won a national championship. Uh, and granted, it was 20 years ago, but I, 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 that doesn't feel like the perfect setting for Rick Pitino to, to end his career. I kind of weirdly like agree. I, I I want Rick Pitino to be at like big time college basketball again. I, there's just something about this that doesn't feel like the right fit for me. Yeah, and it's hard to put your you – know, like, imagine him – oh, no, what would be fun, instead of the white suit, he wears the Maryland flag suit where it's just got, like, the <laughs> the 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 pattern all over it. That, would, that could be fun. But, yeah, there's something about him and the Terps. Uh, it just doesn't – square peg, round hole. Yeah, I, and one, the Big Ten's good, so, you know, it would be challenging – Two, I think he would be able to get the at least the level of caliber player he got at U of L. So like I don't think it would be like not be able to get players. He would be able to get players, but but I also don't think it's like a dream destination where he would kill it on the recruiting trail either. Like if you mm-hmm. put him at an Indiana per se, like I think he would just the recruits would just come pouring in. Um, or, you know, probably a better example would have been a Nike school of some sort, like Michigan State. If Izzo leaves and they say, hey, go call Patino, he goes to Michigan State. I think he absolutely just thrives there. Maryland, I just don't know if it'd be good enough spot to 
definitively bring in top level players. But again, I don't think I don't think the players would be the huge issue. I think just the night in, night out with that level of player against Big Ten competition would be somewhat of an issue. I think Maryland could find themselves in like an Indiana position where they have a couple good players, some NBA mm-hmm. talent, but they just well, it's kind of what they've been too. Yeah, and well, and they built. And, yeah, sure, that's true. Under and, and like the whole just they're, they're um, Rutgers feels like it fits in more with the Big Ten than Maryland. Maryland just does not. I don't. I don't know. It's 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 weird. I totally agree with that. Like it just don't, don't it, like the whole it. thing feels off. And maybe they just need to like be dominant for a few years, and then it'll it'll will feel like they're officially a Big Ten team. But they've been in the Big Ten now for like eight years, and it still just hasn't felt right. Not really too sure why that is, but I, I agree with you. Do we think it happens? I I don't. I weirdly don't think he's leaving Iona for Maryland. I think he may yeah. leave Iona someday. I don't think he'd do it for Maryland. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It it has to be a little bit cushier, like especially right now where I heard the golf course that he lives on that has the the majors. It's like right down the street. Like he's got a nice setup. He's got a good thing going. They're probably going to be back in the NCAA tournament. He's got to have it made in the shade for for him to want to leave that spot. So yeah, I don't I don't think he's dipping for Maryland. Yeah, I don't I don't either. Uh, all right, text on into the show five zero two four one four fourteen fifty into the Thornton's text line that uh, that was the talk of coaching search yesterday uh, regarding the U of L coaching search. Weird. Seems like like. Well, the quiet before the storm like it like the rumors over the weekend was like it's maybe not going to be Kenny Payne but as the waters have calmed this week it seems like everybody's back to like okay just kidding it it, it, we're back to it being Kenny Payne but nobody seems like Kenny Payne hasn't said a word on it he hasn't even commented on the job you've had a couple people like with the Knicks be like oh yeah I think that'd be a good good situation for him if he if, if that's something he wants to do I just think it's absolutely wild a little inside scoop, KRC inside scoop. Supposedly, Ooh. close to pain are saying he's going to take the job. Um, you know, is that just them guessing? Is that them knowing? I'm not sure. Uh, but it seems like all signs still point to Kenny Payne. There's still some hmm. UL fans that think that they can get Scott Drew, which is just, again, if I were a UL media member, I would just, I'd want to get out ahead of it and just be like, guys, we're. You all can get excited about this if you want, but it's not happening, and I'm not going to be made to look silly. Because, Roush, if the, the nice thing about Kenny Payne, well, man, I don't know. Maybe it's not a nice thing. He could turn you down. But, like, you know, when you're going to have Bruce Pearl use you all to get a contract extension, I could see Drew doing something similar. Although I think Baylor's private, so they don't have to disclose that that sort of stuff. Uh, could be wrong about that as well. That's but true. That's true. If UL ends up getting used as just like a paycheck booster for these other coaches, then it's not going to be a good look. And if I was a UL media member, I wouldn't want to participate. I'd want to just like, hey, there's some realistic choices. Seems like Andy Enfield, Steve Forbes at Wake Forest, maybe Musselman, although I just have a hard time believing UL could outpay Arkansas at this juncture where things stand. Uh, but all things considered, probably going to be Kenny Payne. Now, if Kenny mm-hmm. Payne rejects you, then this thing could get into silly season because um, you're just going to have so many coaches that are saying no and kind of yeah, yeah. no. So that 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 will not be good for you, though. Sp- speaking of infield, uh, Dunk City coming to uh, Bellarmine. 
tonight playing Freedom Hall in the ASUN quarterfinal. So go Knights. Be dunks really wanted to go watch a Bellarmine game. Uh, I think if they played at Knights Hall like they should, I probably would have already gone and seen mm -hmm. them as a D1 team, but have not gone yet. Uh, and I don't, it's not that I totally mind seeing them at Freedom Hall either. I just think Knights Hall is a much, much better atmosphere for them. But does, you know, Knights Hall doesn't smell, smell like Colonel caramel corn you know nope german roasted nuts right. i could not go tonight though because i'm seeing batman tonight oh well have fun watching batman i do need to get out of here though and go walk down to some interviews but enjoy batman let me know how it goes and i'll uh i'll talk to y'all tomorrow <laughs> oh you're not even dropping back in later no it's 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 they're all talking over the next hour so uh, oh tj Sorry, good show Huh. Yeah, the DJ and Scoots show. Huh. <laughs> no. Roar cow. Huh. All right. Well, guess see you see later, ya. buddy. <laughs> see you. <ya. laughs> He's at another. Well, who, who's even being interviewed today? Uh, didn't he say like lineman? <sighs> who wants to hear from a lineman? Over under when his first combine tweet is. 8.06. 10 minutes from now. Jeez. Just truly pathetic. All <laughs> right. We're going to have to reset everything. We are. Yeah. Roush is gone. He's betrayed us. Hey, Justin, oh. I'm seeing Batman tonight. That's pretty cool. I've only seen one Batman in my life. Dark Knight. That, that that is wild. You've <laughs> only seen one Batman. One Batman. Yep. You didn't even watch the whole trilogy. Oh no, no, I don't have time for that. You kidding oh, me? Okay. Shut up. <laughs> You've got enough time in the world. What? 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 Uh, it was. Did you not like it? Oh, I liked the Dark Knight a lot. But <laughs> to be honest with you, I only watched that because of Heath Ledger. Like that, he put so much into that role that he ended up dying from it. Um, so that's really the only reason I watched it, just to see his role and just how good it was because everybody was praising it. And it was. It was it was a really good movie. I just don't have an I interest, love, you know. I, I just love that you watched it, really enjoyed it. But the like the prequel to it or the sequel to it, you weren't interested in. <laughs> you yeah, weren't or you weren't that interested in seeing the storyline. I mean, I, 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 I liked all of them. The, I thought the whole trilogy was was really good. And obviously, I think Dark Knight Rises was the was the, was the best or the see, Dark Knight. Dark, I don't feel like I need to watch the prequel or sequel to The Dark Knight because it was The Dark Knight was so good. I mean, it, it was like a movie, a whole story in and of itself. I think the one with the Joker was the best, Scarecrow second, and then Bane third. And I like the Bane one, but I, maybe expectations also played a role into that as well. And the thing I like about tonight, I'm not a big like superhero movie fan. I'll, I mean, I'll see them, but I don't really know all the storylines and stuff like that, like with the Marvel stuff. But I have no expectations for tonight. I think this is like the start of a new, whole new thing. I don't know. Are they going to start with like Batman's parents getting murdered? Spoiler alert. Are they not going to start with that? Uh, I'm pretty interested to see where they go. Although I did see that it's like three hours long, which I'm not happy about. Ooh. But. Yeah. Are they just going to keep making Batman movies till the end of time? I think so. I think, yeah, they're just going to keep, and like Spider-Man's a Batman. So they're never going to stop. They're just going to keep making them. They're going to get different actors. They're going to take like four years off, and then they're going to be like, we're rebooting it, and we're starting a new series with this person. Yes. Spider-Man, Batman, and Fast and the Furious. 
They've just been doing them forever, <laughs> and they're never, ever going to stop. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen here on the Big X, 96.1 FM, Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big Sports Call. Radio. TJ Walker and Bustin' Kalen here for your Thursday at morning. Um, got a busy day today. I'm going to be driving over all over really just Jefferson County today. Should be uh, nice, nice enough out to put the windows down. To make my day a little bit better, Justin, I'm going to swing by Salsaritas. That's a great call. It's a quesadilla day, too, because I'm probably going to get it to go. They're quesadillas. I've said it before. They don't flippity flop. You don't like pick it up and then it just like falls apart and the cheese and the meat go out. It's got a little crisp to it. And I, I, I like that. I guess some people could prefer it to be softer, but it's got like a it's got ever so slight crunch to it, which I just think makes for the perfect quesadilla. You mix that crunch with their perfectly seasoned meat. I get chicken, but you could obviously get steak or pork or I think they even have shrimp, but ground whatever beef. you're in the mood for. What were you gonna say? I said ground beef. Yep, ground beef. Yep. Uh they've got that, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, I'm 100% sure. And then the cheese. They they go so over the top with the cheese. And in some instances, that's not great. But the, with the way it cooks and the way it just melts out when you take a bite, it's it's the it's the perfect amount. So, that's what I'm going to go with today. Obviously, I can eat that while driving or at a red light and can have wildly addictive chips. That's the thing is I'll I'll keep those bag of chips in my car while I'm driving. And you just, you can't help but munch on them. Don't even need salsa. You know, you really don't. And no. you, they're, those, those chips are so good. Oh, and also I know that I am giving up quote-unquote fried food. Uh, chips and salsa, it's, it, that's not counting. Uh, that oh. technically fried, I'm, no. Yes, that's I a fried mean, tortilla. Yeah, but no. You know what I mean? I got you. Hey, by the way, that uh, so I told you all how I got that extra souffle cup of the chip seasoning. Yeah. I have been putting that on everything. Every lunch I have had at work, I put that seasoning on, and it just makes everything so much better. That's one thing I don't, and and you know, we're pretty close with the folks at Salsarita, so maybe I should just ask them. But that's one thing I haven't understand is when a restaurant has something that is just so so killer and amazing. Like universally, people love it. Like I don't know anybody that I, you know. I know some people that they everybody I know loves salsaritas chips, but some people you know they prefer maybe a meat at another place or something like that. They're crazy and they're wrong, but people have different opinions, and you gotta you gotta respect them. Nobody dislikes that seasoning. No, nobody. I've never you known can't. anybody. Everybody just raves about it. So like, if I was salsaritas, I would when you go into that store. 
have, whether it's the St. Matthews or Middletown, Shelbyville Road location, I would just have the seasoning sitting out. Just like, just hey, you want to you buy it? Here's yeah. a little jar of it for $4. Because I agree with you. I would love to try that on a variety of things. It, what would that... What would that seasoning taste like on like a grilled chicken per se? I'm I'm trying to think of all the things I've thrown it on, and you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I, I've put it on spaghetti, I've put it on a hamburger, <laughs> I've put it on other Mexican food. Um, it, it's phenomenal. It's literally so good. I I would buy a whole bottle for sure. Spaghetti's interesting. I, it was, it was. I could you know I, I I could see the appeal to that, uh, but. Yeah, I would I would sell that. There's a, another place that I go to that has like amazing, amazing wing sauce. And I'm like, just sell that in a jar so I can take that home with me and use it whenever. But I don't know. I'm not a business owner. How, how should I know how those things work? Right. <clears throat> All right. Sorry, had to cough there for a second. Let's uh, get into the Thornton sex line, shall we? A lot of text. Yeah, there are. Roush is covering the combine and not popping back in. Um, I don't know if he's tweeted yet or not. Although I think Darian Kennard is um, talking. So, like, I, I understand why he would need to be there for that as much as we like to give him a hard time. Uh, texter, 502-414-1450. Hold on, Justin. I'm holding. Needed to clear my throat. Uh, had to cough and then needed to clear my throat. And we've got this mute button, so hopefully you all don't have to hear any of the gross sounds. Assuming Wheeler and Toppin are back, which I think is a fair assumption, Kentucky should be an elite defensive team next year. Cason Wallace gives us a true guard wing stopper that this team doesn't really have. If you could potentially add Oscar returning and Collins coming along as a shot blocker, no reason they shouldn't be top five defensively. Justin, I agree with that. You Even the part Wheeler, Toppin, both back? Yeah, I, I, don't, I just I don't know really where they would – go um, i'm in the same boat if you're interested in playing professionally i understand um i don't know if people would be with the current state of affairs as eager to get to europe to to play professional basketball obviously you could get western europe and most likely not have too many concerns but uh, that would be something i think it's got to be on some people's mind did the iu player and who was it was it maurice creek yep was, he's he, he's back well okay. He last I heard he he was out of Ukraine and into Romania, and then they they were working on a flight to get him back home. So okay. yeah, seems like he's out of it. Pretty yeah, cool. IU player got stuck in Ukraine, and he sent a tweet out being like, "All right, I'm out of here today," and everybody was retweeting it. Everybody's so happy for him, but everybody had missed that he tweeted like an hour later and said, "Great, the air raid sirens are going off, and now everybody's having to like go back to a bunker." Yeah. And so he didn't get to leave when he thought he was. And it was, they were having some issues getting him he, out of there. So yeah, he was set back like three different times, I want to say. Yeah, gosh, that's just. For those that don't remember, Mo Creek dropped 31 on Kentucky in 2009. Oh. No big deal. The John Wall game. How'd that go for the Hoosiers? Oh, we lost. But Mo Creek, he was dominant. That was fun. I was there in the crowd for it. I'll never forget it. You and me both, buddy. We could have been sitting together. I was in the balcony because I was poor. I was in the first level, but we were like so high up that the second level was like 
blocking part of oh, the view. I couldn't see the scoreboard. You were you had that seat. You were that yeah. sucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are those the worst seats in the house? Oh God, yeah, yeah. It's that, that <laughs> top row on the bottom is awful. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was my brother and myself, and uh, these IU fans were being so nasty to us the whole you know the whole game. The first half was relatively close. So they were just being so obnoxious. And then the second half started and UK blew them out and pulled away. And it was about like midway through the second half that they found out that like a mutual friend of theirs in like the next friend group over was actually a Purdue fan. And then it turned out that like another person was actually a Purdue fan. So we were, we, we were, you, they didn't even notice us anymore. We, we may as well have just been a fly because they were not bothered by us ever and ever again for the rest of that game but they almost fought like it, they made these people like knew one another and they were almost throwing down just going back and forth with iu and purdue smack talk and all the while john walls just dunking on everybody on the court and uh yeah they they don't like one another iu fans no. nasty folks uh, okay uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything to add there Thought Wheeler was great. Uh, oh, and by the way, good point about Casey Wallace. I've been meaning to kind of talk about him. He's going to be really good. You know, I don't get as knee-deep in the recruiting game at all, not even a toe-deep, really. But this, he seems to have it all, just somebody that could impact the game in a ton of different ways. I love players that don't have to rely on one area of expertise. Um, he doesn't. I love – he's the type of guy that could be having a terrible shooting night, but – He's so good defensively. You got to keep him on the floor, and he ends up winning the game for you somehow. Uh, he's going to be really, really good. That, I can't, he's, he is going to be a, just a fine replacement for Tata Washington. Different players, obviously, and they'll do things differently, but the, the backcourt is in good hands next, next year, next season. That t- text also talks about adding an Oscar percentage in your mind, Oscar returns. I lean 60%. If I had to guess today, I think it's more likely he comes back than not. Really? But I, don't, I don't think it's a slam dunk. Man, I'm I'm over here down to under 20%. Well, I understand that. And actually, uh, Travis Graft of Rivals, he is hearing that Oscar's more likely to leave to go to the draft. I, I could see that. I, well, I mean, obviously I could see that. He may win National Player of the Year. It's crazy to think the National Player of the Year comes back. I know it's happened, but it's not It's not the norm. It just draft stock's not, not there. It's just not there for him. And for this, now. This guy, yeah, sure, you're right. This guy loves UK. He loves Lexington. He loves John Calipari. He loves being a UK basketball player. He loves his life right now he's getting his mom over to the united states he's gonna he's able to profit off nil not completely and not as much as he should but it hopefully would be enough where he's comfortable i i just lean towards i think he's gonna do it one more time could be wrong it's just a guess just like anybody else's well travis's i don't think is a guess he's he's saying what he's hearing so you may need to value his opinion more i certainly value it more than mine but i i lean towards him coming back and if he does like it's just gonna be it's gonna be a blast back to being good time a uk basketball fan i just think with kentucky having a sec tournament run if they play well in the ncaa tournament make a little bit of a run nba drafts not till june right so i i just think 
when it's all said and done, I think Oscar will be a lottery pick in this year's draft. No, I, I would that, be. That, that may not that may not age well at all, but that's truly what I believe. And if he's not, that NBA execs are ludicrous. Like he should be. It's a hot take, and I like it. Uh, I hope. I mean, I would love for that to be the case. That'd be great for Oscar. It'd be great for him and his family. He's starting to creep in to first rounds on a couple. Not even. Not even all of them. Uh, there's still a few mock drafts out there that just don't even have him on the board, which I think is hysterical. But yeah, that that would never in a million years happen. But he's starting to pop up in first rounds a little bit more. He has a big march. He wins Kentucky a game, has, you know, 32 and 22 or something like that. You're right, Justin. He'll keep kind of inching closer up. I think it'll be a tough decision. It will be yeah. trying to think of, you know, Ty Ty, you know, he's gone. Who else, who else do we – that really – it in terms of who you think has to make a decision on this year's team, I think the bigger ones are going to be transfer decisions. I think Tata is the only pro-go decision unless somebody's just kind of ready to stop going to class. Is it really that easy for Tata, though? I, I don't know. Well, he's projected a lottery pick, so yes. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Although, I would agree that, like, if I was – that if I was somebody that got into the mock drafts or if I was an NBA scout, I would be like, you know, he's shown some really nice things. Let's see a little consistency from him. And March is a perfect time to do this. So I would, I would, I think his draft stock is really goes hand in hand to what kind of March he's going to have. Yeah. If he plays well, I think he will end up being a lottery pick, but if not, I can see him end up sliding to, mid to late first round but i do think he'd be a lock to be a first round so you'd have to assume that most likely he'll he'll leave but i do agree i think wheeler top end should be back i lean towards oscar coming back but that's just a guess should be a fun season i don't think sharp will be back but that's a guess too um cal is saying that he will be everybody's saying that he will be so you gotta kind of take them at their word but i would be a little surprised all right what, what text do we have next Wheeler, oh, uh, thought Wheeler was great on Tuesday, by the way. Made shots, finished at the rim, made good decisions for the most part. Good to see him and Tata have solid games while Grady and Mintz get their legs back a bit. That that was a sentiment that I had as well. I love seeing him be able to knock down some of those shots also. And the next text goes hand in hand with that. Wait, hold on, time out. Can I address this text? Is Is the end of that opposite? Good to see him and Ty Ty have solid games while Grady and Mintz get their legs back a bit. Oh, because they had to play so much. I got they it. played so much. They had to run. You know, they had to do different things. And just had to talk myself through it. I wish, uh, I, you know, I wish Grady hit more shots, but I'm I'm never going to be worried about that dude um, being totally and completely ice cold. Maybe one game. I, it could happen on a one-game basis, but I don't think – I wouldn't worry about it happening over a stretch of a, several games. He's he's been too consistent this season. And the next sexer says Wheeler's up to nearly, you know, rounding up to 33% from three on the year, nine of 20, 45% in SEC play. If he's open, he has to let it fly. Felt like he was ready to shoot on the catch the other night, which is one of the biggest things for him. Don't hesitate. Yeah, he's got a slow release, though. So, like, even when he's set, it kind of seems a little bit slower, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And you just look at it this way. If Wheeler's hitting that shot, how do you guard UK? If anybody has an answer to that, you let me know. If Wheeler's hitting that shot, UK is totally and completely unguardable. 
and it will lead to UK winning basketball games. Now, if he's missing, if it's just if he's having an off shooting night again early in a shot clock, maybe not the most ideal shot. But if he's open, you just you gotta you gotta make defenses respect you. Wisconsin is like fourth in luck on Ken Palm. His numbers really don't like them, but they're firmly on the two line as it stands. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe this, I, maybe this was for beers with spears. And not, uh, I would love for Ken Palm to have a luck rating. They do. <laughs> Does he really? That's yeah. not. <laughs> they have like an adjusted luck rating based on like how teams I think play against you, like where teams are ranked versus like what percentages they shoot against you. So if like a team has a really hot shooting night you know, your luck, you, you, you bad luck, obviously. I, yeah. Bad luck. Obviously I don't know exactly how it works, but he does. That's it. That's why that texture says Wisconsin's like fourth on luck. Jerry Palm has us as a two seed out West with Providence as the three sign me up. So I can only assume that that means probably Gonzaga is the one out there. I'd be fine with that, man. Alabama lost at home to Texas A&M last night. Shoot. Justin. I did, and and I was that was one of those games. Like you, I'm glad I was over in Kentucky at the time because I would have been hammering Alabama money line, Alabama money line, Alabama money line. It made me think that like Alabama beat Gonzaga, folks, and not that Crazy. you know Alabama's beaten some other good teams too, uh, Baylor and you know whoever else, but they've gotten some solid win. They've gotten some great wins on on the season. But I, I just think that the key to a team like Alabama, and it makes me think maybe something similar to a team like Gonzaga, physical. If you are physical with those teams, you're going to win. Uh, and I, I'm not really totally afraid of Gonzaga. Maybe I should be. Vegas has them as the favorites to, to win. Timmy would be a problem. He could get Oscar in foul trouble. He's crafty. Chet has a lot of length. You know, Oscar has struggled with link but he's also done really well against length as well that's not a lot of people say oh no i don't want to see any length because that's going to automatically mean oscar's going to struggle that's not totally true i think oscar actually struggles against like seven footers that have mass to them that are strong chet is not strong so bring on the zags maybe maybe i'm naive for thinking that but i would rather see gonzaga than duke and in a heartbeat you, uh, you can go as far as saying chet is weak He's weak, absolutely yeah. weak. I mean, he's an amazing shot blocker. He's a good offensive player. Yeah, he could easily have a double double against Kentai. Well, could he have a double double? Could he get ten rebounds against no. UK? No, no, I don't think he could get ten rebounds against UK. But he could he could score eighteen points against Kentucky, and I that wouldn't that shouldn't surprise anybody. But I I think Kentucky could just really kind of bully them around a little bit and make them uncomfortable. And part of that's also, you know, that when's the last time they had, had played a physical team? It will, have, it will have been a bit. Dexter said, and then Providence has a three. I like Providence. They're fun. I like Ed Cooley. But if that's the three, bring it on. Fine by me. Get Grady more shots is the new KSR listening, listener talking point. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I agree with that. A texter says, Matt Jones says player of the year is already voted for. Is that true? I don't know if he said that or not. If that's what he did say, though, or if he did or didn't say it, that's inaccurate. Player of the year has not been voted for. I was about to say, maybe that's why Oscar's odds went down to 250. People would let the cat out of the bag? Yeah. 
the Oscar out of the bag, if you will. UK baseball bounced back with a win yesterday. Um, forget who they beat. They lost to Western Kentucky on Tuesday, and then they they came back and beat Evansville. So five to four. They're play. You know they're they're winning these games pretty close. Uh, who do they have this weekend? I think TCU big weekend series ranked opponent. So we'll learn more about UK baseball this weekend, Justin. Can't wait. I feel like you could you could wait. I, I know my Hoosier baseball team's struggling. Are they? They are. Yeah. U of L's kind of been not very good for this baseball season as well. So. Right? Uh, I know U of L baseball is like their calling card, but it, it, the whole university's kind of falling apart. So I'm not surprised. If they, if really, I think there will be some fans that are totally disappointed if their baseball team doesn't provide at least a little athletic relief, just like something to be able to watch that's enjoyable. I know that they're like it's similar with UK. I know that it's not the their it's not the favorite sport at the university, but it will be supported if it's good. And U of L baseball is on a different level than UK's baseball program is at this point. But I think a lot of folks will, yeah, they they need to have they need to give their fans something. The women's basketball team at U of L good, but they're not going to win the championship. Baseball, they could they could provide some some relief, but so far, not so good. A texter says, who's your suck? Go Cats. I was going to give a big suck it to this texter, but he's right. So, no, nothing I could say. Did you break or throw anything yesterday? I hit a wall probably a lot harder than I should have. And I'm, I'm not really that type of fan. I don't really throw things or get mad like that. But last night, it was... Uh, it was just such an important game, too. Like, you know, it was just one where you couldn't have some of the mistakes that that IU had. Really? They were up big. What was it, like 50, or, you know, 50 to 42 or 43? Or... I think seven was their biggest lead of the night. No, they were up eight at one point, I feel like. Maybe so. Um, I Maybe it was seven. But it was like 43 to 50 or somewhere in that ballpark. And crowd was going bonkers. And you just felt like, all right, well, that's probably it. But then they didn't score for like another three minutes. See, so. that's, that's part of the problem with Indiana, though, is the crowd. Like, it's Xavier Johnson last night several times had to throw his arms up, like, to pump the crowd up. That That's never been an issue at Indiana. Like, crowds are always cheering the whole game. And now it's like these players have to sit there and beg the crowd to cheer. It's It's sad. It's really sad. Yeah, it didn't look packed either. There were way more open seats than I wanted to see, yeah. Texter says, wow, IU, just wow. This is still, there's still room on the bandwagon, Scooty McDingus, if you want a team to root for in the tourney. I don't know what I'm going to do for the tourney. Oh, come I, on, hop on the Cats bandwagon, baby. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm producing for Kentucky Roll Call, so I have a little skin in the game, but... It's like, what do I have to look forward to? A perfect bracket? That's not going to happen either. So it's, 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 I don't know. I'm really downtrodden today. I hate that that game last night happened the way it did. How you could hop on the U of L bandwagon. Yeah. They're, they're going places. Big CBI coming right up. Oh, man. And the thing is, UK fans, if Kentucky loses in the tournament, if they lose on Saturday, if they lose in the SEC tournament, but especially when they lose in the tournament, U of L fans are going to be 
super obnoxious. Oh my gosh. They're going to be ruthless. It will be annoying. They will completely just gloss over everything that has been going on with their athletic program just to be able to twist the knife inside of us. So while their miserable season has probably just two more games left, if they do the unthinkable and win an ACC tournament game, maybe three. I don't don't feel so bad maybe kind of just reminding them. Cause they're gonna because if things go south for Kentucky, they're going they're going to remind you. For sure. So just get it in while you still can. And the thing is, if you're U of L and you make the right hire, well, if you're U of L, this is how it should be. You should be good next year. It shouldn't be like a rebuild. You have a chance to hire a coach that can with the way transfers work right now, U of L should be good next season. So Kentucky fans, they they I mean they'll probably never be this bad again, but it could be different. So you got to kind of enjoy it while while you can, and just remember they are going to do the absolute same to us. That's right. When given the opportunity, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Thornton sex line. Maybe I've got a few other little quick hitters written down. We may or may not get to. This is KRC on the Big X. T.J. Walker and Justin Kalen will be right back. Roll go. I'm looking for Kentucky Roll Call. What do you know about Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush? Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen here on your Thursday. Appreciate you tuning in. Remember, Kentucky Roll Call, 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. Replay the show, 9 to 11. You can stream us anywhere, except for iHeart, but pretty much everywhere else. The podcast goes to iHeart, though, so we are on there, technically. And then the podcast goes pretty much everywhere. That one, I think, is accurate. I think the podcast pretty much is, I think it is everywhere. Majority of all podcasting platforms. Just search Kentucky Roll Call. And the podcast brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. It's great. It will relax you. It'll ease your worries. It'll make your body feel better. If you've got little aches and pains, Cornbread cornbread Hemp can make that stuff go away. If you're hungover, it's nice. If you need, if you're having some trouble sleeping, that's great. Use promo code BIGX and save 30% at checkout. That will save you a lot of money, I promise you. And you will not be disappointed. Nope. I had, had kind of like I when the first time I took cornbread hemp, I was skeptical because I'd had some like I'd had some of the CBD oil and stuff like that, and I had never really been able to like notice anything. But those gummies, they they really do. Um, they make you feel better. All yeah, right, taste good. And they do. They actually are. It tastes like a delicious little gummy candy. Yeah. You can just scarf them down. Yep. Um, but you're not supposed to. You're only supposed to take one, I think, like every 12 <laughs> hours. All right. 
texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, don't know exactly which one we left off on. Two more losses. Still scoot Let me read this. What's Let that? Let me read this one. Okay. Let me read this one. Texter on the text line says, suck it, Hoosiers. Good luck in the NIT. Hey, thanks, pal. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wasn't sure if I had read that one or not. A lot of just, you know, this is when IU had lost. People were really piling it on. Two more IU losses till Scoots has to leave this earth. Everyone hide their wife because he's probably going to try and get it in for his last week. <laughs> if, if I if I truly had two more IU losses until I was dead, I, I'm not going to spend my last days running around trying to steal people's wives. Just not. Well, I mean, you did say if they don't make the NCAA tournament, th- these these texters are just saying this is what you said. I didn't say anything about anybody's wife. You didn't say that yet. You, that that is from the texter, sure. But I hate it for you, man. We've really gotten like we, the the radio show is is doing well. Have we posted my position? Pe- people are starting to like get to know you, and they really like you. And now you're just gonna be gone. All because IU couldn't close out Rutgers at home. Yep. Got to post my position. Get it filled. What is IU's record against Rutgers as of late? Uh, I'm not sure, but we've lost seven straight. So, not great. (laughs) Rutgers. Freaking Rutgers. IU. Indiana Uh basketball has lost seven straight to Rutgers in conference play. Not Michigan State. Not Wisconsin. Not Illinois. Rutgers. There's some probably lifelong Hoosiers that passed away in the 90s or 2000s. One, that'd be wildly confused to learn that Rutgers is a conference play game. But second, they would just, oh, boy. It's it's crazy. Uh-oh, Rick Pitino, he tweets about the Maryland job. What? The University of Maryland is one of the premier institutions of higher learning. Oh, give me a break, Rick. Jeez. <laughs> ah, I miss this guy. I miss him so much. Its basketball program can be among the nation's best. I hope they find the next great Gary Williams. I love coaching at Iona, and I'm totally committed to my players. It will not be me. Ah! Rick Pitino's never leaving Iona. He's so happy at his small little Catholic school. I don't. I really wouldn't be surprised if he didn't leave. But if he's a not. big, if a big, if a blue blood came calling, he's out. I don't think he would be. I, I think he's staying at Iona. I truly do. Well, I, this scenario wouldn't happen because, you know, Kansas has gotten into some trouble. But, like, if Kansas and, you know, let's say Bill Self wants to coach the NBA or just do something differently, and they say, hey, we may have some NCAA issues here. Rick, come in for a couple of years. You kidding me? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see him leaving. Of course, that's a terrible hypothetical because it wouldn't happen. But I, I, what if Michigan State? Why not? Is O done? I don't think Izzo has a ton of time left. Did I read somewhere that Bayheim's coming back for another year? Oh my gosh. This man, death taxes Jim Bayheim coaching basketball. I thought I'd read that. I because well, his it, sons aren't graduated yet, are they? No, I well, here's the thing. So I feel like two weeks ago I read something that his sons weren't coming back. They were just, you know, gonna move on. And Bayheim was considering what to do. And I was like, oh, if I was a Syracuse fan, I'd be super pumped up about that. Yes, please retire. Like, hang it up. It's time. 
but then that's why I noticed like a week later that I thought I read an article or headline, I should say, not an article. It didn't actually click the article. That was like Bayheim confirms he'll be back for another season. After that, unsure or something like that. So maybe I need to look that stuff up to confirm. But if I was a Syracuse fan, they, he is bringing that program down to blow mediocrity. It is, oh boy, I just so ready for him to be gone. He is six years older than Roy Williams, two years older than Coach K. This man was born in 1944. Long time ago. Takes him 77. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it, it, I would be ready for a change there. It does, and like people are talking about, uh, there's going to be, it seems like there's going to be a ton of jobs opening up this year. Maybe that's how it normally is, but uh, more just kind of like middle tier jobs than than I can remember. A texter says on the Thornton sex line, 502 414 Let's all be nice to Scoot today. We love you, buddy, but we hate IU. I'm going to miss you when you're gone, my dude. See, Justin, everybody just is going to miss you. It's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. A world without Justin Kalen when the Hoosiers don't make the tournament. Man, who's going to wreck scooters? <laughs> who's going who's gonna to own iguanas and wreck scooters? There's nobody else out there. Every male employee, especially the married ones, can take a deep sigh. Obviously, <laughs> when this news comes out, but uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be strange. Another texter says, "Don't know if you all saw this on Twitter, but six seven Chris Livingston, who we all assume is a small ball four, said he is a two. Poor guy. I feel like Cal has told him he's going to play four guards next year, and Chris is going to be a shooting guard playing the four. And it does say in his bio that he is a shooting guard. Uh, he is not a shooting guard, and he will not be playing shooting guard at Kentucky. Now, the way they may use him at the four could be guard-like. Like, you, you, know, you, you could play him at the three, too. You're going to see him at the three. Maybe fans will hate it when he's at the three because of the, the shoot, you, you likely would only have two shooters at the one and two. But if Brooks comes back for another year, which I have no idea if he will or if he won't or what will go on there. But if you have somebody that can spread the floor, you could get – if you had somebody that can spread the floor at the four or five, you could get away with Livingston more at the three. Now, I wouldn't want somebody that couldn't shoot at the four, couldn't shoot at the five, and you had somebody that couldn't shoot at the three. Uh, and Cal's done that before. He's he's played every different type of lineup. I mean, he's been the coach for well over a decade now, so of course you're going to see it all. But, yeah, I wouldn't love that. But he's not going to be a two. We can all agree to that. Guys, whether it's football, baseball, and now basketball, the SEC West has really put the conference on their back. Usually the East has dominated basketball, but outside of UK and Tennessee, even Florida has fallen. The SEC is West dominant. Good for the conference, but what happened? Hey, South Carolina went to a Final Four in 2017. How dare you disrespect Fred Martin and the Gamecocks? Well, and Georgia just won the national championship in football. And of course, yes. Like, how did that person not t text that in? And who did they beat on their way to the national championship? And I will take UK and Tennessee in the East in basketball versus anybody in the West. Yeah, the and, and they don't do the East and West anymore in basketball, and they haven't, obviously, for a really, really long time. But the reason they went away from it is because if you look at, like, a, the last few SEC – tournaments it was the semifinals were like three sec east teams one sec west and then the year before three sec east teams one sec west and they do the brackets that way and people are like well, why are we doing 
you know, SEC East teams are kind of getting punished here if they're just significantly better. So that's why they did away with it for what it's worth. The SEC East was just significantly better. Um, so disagree wholeheartedly. And then baseball, I don't know enough about college baseball, but isn't South Carolina and Florida always major players? So I would imagine that that they probably are. And well, you got, didn't LSU know. and Mississippi State, yeah, the, the West is, is good in baseball too, but they should yeah. be. Mississippi State just won a baseball championship last year, didn't they? SEC is so dominant as a conference, and it's only going to keep – the gap's only getting wider, folks. The, the, and it's just – it's basic – it's common sense. The amount of money UK and SEC programs get versus the amount of money Louisville and ACC or Pac-12 programs or Big 12 programs, what they get, it's just – no. It, it shouldn't be. You know, places like Kentucky should be able to get better coaches. They should have better nil structures set up for their players. And it's just – it should just – it's going to keep widening. And for overall health of college athletics, probably actually not a great thing. But, hey, at least Kentucky will be with the the haves and the have-nots because when Texas and Oklahoma join the fold too, which I'm still under the assumption that's going to be for next season. So, like, everybody's talking about UK's schedule and all this stuff. I'm still under the assumption that stuff's going to change, but it, it is certainly quiet. I will fully admit that. I feel like you'd be hearing more rumblings about it. But that's what everybody says. Everybody said that when this stuff was going to happen, that it wasn't going to – that that next summer, which would be this summer – that that's when they're going to break away. The contracts will get fixed. Everybody will pay out the money they need to pay out. And Oklahoma and Texas will be joining the SEC for the 2022 football season, which is this upcoming one. But boy, is it quiet. So I'm not sure how that will play out. But once they join, even that that monetary gap is just, it's going to be significant. That's why it's just, eventually it's going to be a super conference and you you better hope you're in the end on that super conference. I think it'll be like 32 teams or something like that. You're going to want to be a part of that. Any I'm not going to want to be a part of that additional comment. I, I I would not want to play in a super conference with 32 teams personally. Any reason as to why? Uh, not really uh, more so just because it's not normal. We, it's not something that's happened our whole life. I, I'm, I'm a little, hesitant to change well you do have the nfl which has 32 teams it's true they've been operating pretty successfully no you're right um, i mean I, there, I'm, I'm not saying there's not a way it won't i mean i can absolutely see it working i just i don't think i would be in favor of it by the time it would get to like 32 teams you know that could be 20 30 years down the road but right it, it's the and future I got of college athletics has never been bleaker in the sense of what we've all grown up with and while that is kind of a bummer to say out loud, whatever it's going to morph into, at least Kentucky is going to be at the table. So that's that makes me feel better about it. You know, there's no sense in really shouting about it. There's nothing anybody can do. If you're the, the way Nil's going to go, and then with Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference, and already the 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 difference in what SEC teams make versus other schools, it's just it's going to keep it's going to keep widening. I've only got two weeks left, so what do I care about 20, 30 years from now? And, the, and I will say the closest thing to the SEC is the Big Ten. And I think the and you know the Big Ten made that alliance with the Pac-12 and the ACC, and that was obviously to try to prevent what may end up being a Super League. But what will end up happening is Ohio State and Michigan, they'll see the money that the SEC is making, and they'll be like, well, either we need to try to get with that immediately or we've got to combat something. So maybe if I was the Big Ten – 
which they're solid. They're second. I would try. You, you, I would try to go pull Clemson, do whatever you can, make sure you get Notre Dame, and try to do your own kind of super league where maybe you could be a rival to the SEC. But the sole focus is on sports. That's the thing is the SEC, while these other conferences tried to pretend that like, oh, we love our academics and shucks, we're just a good old conference that we do play sports, but it's all about the books. The SEC was like, hey, we're going to make people go to class, but this is a business and we're going to run it like a business. And they've been so, so wildly successful and have the gap, the gap has just widened so much in the last decade. And it's only, like I've said now, 13 times going to get wider. A texter, TJ, I love how St. X does those competitions for people to play in front of the school. When I went to Trinity, they had a house intramurals and every team played each other. The two teams that made it to the championship would play in front of the entire school as a school activity. So it was a huge deal to those that played intramural basketball. I still, to this day, have nightmares losing in double overtime and the semifinals. Just heartbreaking. Yeah, I had friends that went to Trinity that played in the house thing. And the stuff that we would say about that would be like, I, you didn't get to pick your teams. That that kind of would stink a little bit. Um, but And also the fun thing about St. Exeter Murals was like the bracket was bigger than an NCAA tournament March Madness bracket. There was like 90 teams. It really wasn't 90 teams. But it was fun. And the competition level, it, you know, it almost felt like a college basketball season. You could play – a team and we won a game 100 to 44 in intramural basketball. And then like two rounds later, we lost by like 15. Uh, the, the talent level really differentiated uh, among the intramural leagues. Can't imagine going to a high school big enough to, that had intramurals. Crazy. Oh, that's sad. That's sad to hear you say that. I mean, we barely, we barely had fielded enough varsity sports. <sighs> Man. This small next text town, is a good one. Town peaking. What's that? This next text is a good one. I agree. It, buddy. NCAA March Madness theme song is so impactful to the human brain. You could be sitting there post-game listening to the music and Greg Gumbel talking post-game and either be through the roof happy or absolutely miserable. So just so ready for whatever that song brings me. <sighs> That's probably why it sticks with everybody. It's just like you have emotion attached to that song. That texture's spot on, whether it's happy or sad, you've you're feeling it. Oh, uh, no. the tones of gumbel. Mm. The absolute worst is like when you when when the sun is setting on the season, you know things aren't looking good. It's heading south, and that under four TV timeout when they play that music. And it feels like they're like showing the other team celebrating because they know it's close as they go to the break. Ah, hate it. And because sometimes, you know, maybe you get a surprise and things end up going your way. But the under four timeout with that music playing with the cats losing, least favorite feeling in the entire world. But boy, I'm ready to hurt again. I tell you that much. Uh, Last year stunk. Was thinking this last night watching the, that Mississippi State-Auburn game, if we have a shot clock, why do we need a 10-second rule? Where's the advantage gained by the offense hanging out in the backcourt? Um, it's just another way to – it's basically just like a board game chance card. What do, what do they have in Monopoly? Chance? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, chance. Basically just like a chance card for the game of basketball. Like, hey, you know, you, you are right. Like, why would why would that be with a 30-second shot clock? If I'm an opposing defense, tell the other team to hang out in the backcourt for 20 seconds for all I care. But basically, it's 
to allow defenses to be more aggressive and maybe have a payoff for it. And then two, it is forcing the offense into the half court, which also benefits a defense because they have to defend less area and more likely to potentially speed up a game as well instead of teams just running like four corners throughout the length of the court and trying to, you know, just throwing length of the court passes. Well, then you could have the over and back violation for what it was worth. But you, you get what I'm saying. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with it. I swear I thought that they had changed it to eight seconds. Is that an NBA rule or am I just crazy? Uh, I think it is NBA, yeah. Okay. Um, they should. I think that they should do that in college. Make it eight seconds. And then like really try to entice defenses to to pressure. And See, if, they'd if be better for the game. If you bring it down to eight seconds, though, you got to bring the shot clock down to 24 like the NBA. You wouldn't have to do that, but you could theoretically bring it down to like 28 seconds. I mean, theoretically, and I'd be okay with that too. But I think you could also keep it the same. You just get in the half court with 22 seconds. What's the big deal? At that point, it's almost you know similar to the NBA. Sure. But just work on the charges first and foremost. And the techs are reminding us, and top 50 if it's neutral. Yes, for the net, for a quad one win. Top 50 on a neutral site, considered quad one. 75 on the road, 25 at home. So the Cats will be playing for a quad one win on Saturday. We'll talk more about that game tomorrow, kind of previewing, remembering what happened in the first meeting. But they're going to pressure Kentucky. They're going to they're gonna really try to turn Kentucky over. So Going to need – Severe Wheeler was, I think, really good in that Florida game, if I'm remembering correctly, or at least he was solid in that Florida game. You're going to need him to to play well again on Saturday, I think. But we have all day tomorrow to talk about that. The texter says, the soundbite, she probably smokes marijuana. She's a bad, bad girl. Cracks me up every morning. I hear it. I need to know the backdrop to the story if Nicholas Roush can recall. Can you recall? <sighs> I think we were like talking about marijuana. I could be wrong. We got to remember to ask Roush. And, and we're talking. We I know for a fact we were talking about Miley Cyrus. We were. We were. Yes, the, Miley Cyrus is the subject of this drop. Yeah. I thought. Well, okay. I, I I thought the sentiment of the statement was surrounded about like making fun of people that were holier than thou on people that smoked. So Roush was being sarcastic, calling her obviously a bad bad girl but the sound clip kind of sounds you know it's obviously hilarious because you don't know the context of the whole thing correct but i i thought that he was we the sentiment of the conversation was like why would you care if somebody smoked pot but i could be wrong about that if you know text into the thornton sex line 5024141450 and i'll try to uh, yeah, a buddy said it's definitely about Miley Cyrus. Speaking of text, uh, Dugan just texted me. He said, two weeks left, question mark? <laughs> yep, that's it for old scoots. Freaking the boss out. Two weeks left. Uh, Dugan. You, you would hope the boss would be would listen to KRC a little bit more, to be honest with you, because if he would have been listening, he would have known what this, this is all about. He said he forgot about it. So oh. I'll, I'll give him a pass this time. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. A texter says, TC from Lexington here, boys. Just for conversation's sake, which duo would you rather have if you could pick for next year? Sharp and Kofi or Washington and Oscar? Washington and Oscar. Man, that's a good one. That is a good one, though. 
I'm taking Washington and Oscar. Sharp could be amazing. He he must be. Uh, people just go crazy about this dude at the NBA level. Enough to take like a top four pick on him, which is wild to me. But he must be an amazing basketball player. Well, maybe Kofi. that and Kofi's so good too. So maybe that could turn out to be a really dumb take. But I'm taking the sure things. And there's nothing more sure than Oscar Sheboy in college basketball. Yeah, Kofi's not getting 16 rebounds a game. That's what it comes down to. And Kofi's really good. He's maybe more dominant offensively, but I, uh, I, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with what I know. Great question, TC from Lexington. A texter. What? What? Mine jumped ahead. You know what's next? Uh, are you sure it jumped ahead, or you just don't know how to pronounce this? Because I'm in the same boat. Texter says, oh, jumped knee high, n e h i. Is this what Justin was referring to? Great knee high. Never heard of it. Nehi. 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 I'm back. A texter says, you all tell any ladies yesterday you like their ashes? <laughs> I didn't see any anybody with ashes yesterday. Weird. I wasn't really out and about at like stores much yesterday, so I also didn't see any ashes, but I'm sure they were there. Texter says, KRC should give up horse racing talk for Lent. Not going to happen. Are Louisville and Indiana the same? Uh, Almost. Well, the Not funny thing is, like, Trevor doesn't have any – like, he, he thinks UofL is so much better than IU. Which is, I, yeah, I don't bad. understand that. Don't understand it. We we don't have anything hanging over our head like Louisville. We're just we, a bad basketball. So you got you to gotta fight back. Trevor does live in a land of delusion, though, but yeah. God bless him. John here. Good morning, fellas. My gosh, Ron Harper Jr. is that darn good. That could be the nail in the coffin for IU and for Justin going to the big dance. If so, that'll be 35 years and counting since their last championship. Tell me, Justin, if I use in the NIT, will you go nuts if they win the NIT championship? If I were you, I would, because 35 years is a long time to wait for anything. Well, good luck, my friend. I think you're going to need it. We'll got to go talk to you later. Definitely going to need it, and no, I will not go nuts if they win the NIT championship. Wow, thought it's you were pathetic. a Hoosier fan. Pathetic. On the bright side, Scoots, at least IU might be the first four in the NIT. Oh yeah, IU could be in the COVID protocol where it's they're doing that list again. Like U of L last year, they were the last team out. So yeah. if one team had to exit because of COVID, they were going to be in. And but it has to be by a certain deadline, and then the deadline passed. And of course, you know whatever. I think. I think the text was saying that Indiana is going to be a number one seed in the NIT. Well, sure. You'd be a number one seed in the NIT, but you also could be a number one seed in the NIT and also the, the first replacement team for the NCAA tournament. So that could be exciting. That would be cool. That, that could have you in a position rooting for COVID, which is always intriguing. <laughs> a text the, war, the war started. COVID's not real anymore. If someone oh, hot take scoots, if someone offered to pay you five bucks a burger from White Castle, how many burgers you shoving down your throat? Zero at burgers. Least, at least ten. At least ten. So you're getting fifty bucks for sure. At, at bare minimum, fifty bucks. Yeah. Oscar may break Chet in half if they play. I agree. Could be ugly. Texter says he. Uh, Tam, uh, they send in a Kenny Powers eastbound and down. Stevie Janowski, it's me, Stevie Janowski, uh, talking about Tampa. Stevie Janowski talking about Tampa. Great TV scene from eastbound and down, if you haven't seen it. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, he did say he was coming back for another year at Syracuse, but said they have a secession plan in place for him to retire. Boy. Sounds like Buddy. 
if I was an, like if I was a Syracuse fan, I don't. And you know the thing is, I just don't. Maybe I don't follow enough Syracuse people, but I don't hear anybody really cry about it. And I, I like how much how much zone could one basketball fan take in a lifetime? Jeez. No kidding. It's like a like a almost like a dictatorship that just like when will this rain end? Like get this person out of here so things can start to change. That's a lot of zone basketball. Yep. Whew. Okay. Uh Texter says. I agree he'll leave for a blue blood Rick Patino, that is, if they come calling. That one more night song will be playing during the announcement video. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Wait, Scoots is leaving, moving with IU Video Girl to Bloomington? No, he's leaving the earth if IU doesn't make the tournament because he said that he will die if IU doesn't make the tournament. And And Video Girl no longer in Bloomington. She's now in Chicago with a guy much better looking than me. Hey, don't be so hard on yourself. That's not hard on myself. That's more of a compliment to that sharp looking guy. They're not not they're not scrawny. They're nice. Do you know where that's from? Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, I'd have to think about it for a little bit. It would hit me. It's an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, it's a. Uh, oh my gosh. Has to. It centers around a kid. It, yeah, Big Daddy. Yeah, it's, I was, it's, it's, it's Big Daddy. Yeah, you knew it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, Scoots will be leaving this this realm that we share. Um, Damn it! Unless I, you get hot in the Big Ten, and hey, you. <laughs> You beat Purdue once. Why can't you do it again? Uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Now, although, although, can you imagine if they do? Oh, man. They're in the tournament if they beat Purdue at Purdue. Oh, man. They are. They are. That makes that, that makes that's two wins for the one win you should have got against Rutgers. Nick Coffey tweeted that Louisville will be a tough matchup for Kentucky this year. <laughs> he, he's got to be riling. It's a wacky Wednesday on a Thursday for a while. I'm a huge fan of a good Rile for what it's worth. But yeah, that's that's a little much. All right. Everybody have a great Thursday. I'll tell you how I feel about Batman. I know everybody's dying to hear it. We'll be back tomorrow. Nick Roush will be joining us at 7 a.m. and we'll preview the Cats and the Gators, the regular season finale. I cannot believe that it's here. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll. 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 Roll